Hey there, and welcome to the devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Thursday, June 8th, 2023, and today is our 153rd devotional. And today we're looking at the second part uh, of how to pray as we continue on with our series on Christ doing the being about the Father's business and how he taught us. And we're going to look at Matthew chapter 6, verses 12 and 13. It says this, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we uh, dive into this section just a little bit, the first part of it is uh, I have heard uh, and I, I believe this, that this is one of the biggest problems that we have uh, in our churches today. Uh, just this whole idea of unforgiveness. We forget this very little, very simple passage here. Verse 12, it says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And we want God to forgive us but we sure don't like to forgive others. Uh, why is this so important? Well, um, first off, we understand why it's so important for us to be forgiven. I mean, think of all the things that we have done uh, in our lifetime that have been uh, just sins against God, selfish, prideful, uh, just blatant lies, uh, things that we've done just to please ourselves. And we need forgiveness. But then when it comes to forgiving someone else, we tend to balk at that. We don't like that at all. Um, when we pray, we should uh, remember that this is doing, uh, this is calling us to be like God. Uh, this is calling us to, as he has forgiven us, we should forgive others. And so the simple fact that he brings people into our lives that wrong us, that need to be forgiven, should be an encouragement to us that, oh, this is what he has done for me. So I need to uh, demonstrate this to someone else. And the great part about this is as you become more like Christ in forgiving others, uh, you become more like Christ. You see him better. You understand what he has done better, but maybe someone else will see you, see your life, see your forgiveness, and realize how much Christ loves him or her, and follow after Christ more because of your example. And so there, there are those aspects to this. Um, when we pray this, and we're not willing to forgive others. We hold up our own spiritual growth because God, it says right here, uh, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And, and if we don't forgive our debtors, we'll look at this a little bit more tomorrow, but uh, the Bible clearly states that God won't forgive us. And does this mean that we don't get into heaven if we don't forgive others? That's not quite what it's talking about here, I don't believe. Uh, I believe this is uh, more the relationship aspect. Uh, very much like with my children, if my children had a, a disagreement and they were struggling with each other, 
they weren't right with me if they weren't right with each other. And yes, we had a relationship, but if one of my children would not forgive uh, the other, I, I normally would, would not forgive them. I would hold it against them. I would somehow try to show them what they were doing. And, and you might say, well, that's not quite what you're supposed to do as a dad. You should love all your children regardless. And I'm not talking about loving them. I still love them with all my heart. Uh, but the problem was I couldn't treat them the way that I wanted to because they weren't uh, treating their sibling the way they should. So um, I, I understand to a certain extent what God is trying to get at here. Um, and if we won't forgive other people for the wrongs that they've done to us, how can we expect God to forgive us? So that is one of the most important parts of the Lord's Prayer, I really believe. Uh, it just helps turn our heart towards God uh, and helps us to become more like God and that we're forgiving others and that we're seeing others, um, we're seeing how God has forgiven us. Uh, and so there are just multiple ways that this one little thing, forgiveness, uh, helps us as we move forward in prayer. And then verse 13, it says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And we'll stop there for just a second. We'll kind of dive into that one just a little bit. Uh, we need to we need to be led of God so that we can avoid the most temptations. Right? What I I see that is is interesting here. It says, "And lead us not into temptation." Does God tempt people? Well, the Bible clearly tells us no. In James chapter one, verse thirteen and fourteen, it says this. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lusts and enticed. So James makes it fairly clear here that God does not tempt us to do evil. That's not his purpose. But we also see with different people in the Bible, uh, I think of Peter and I think of Abraham, that God does test or tempt or try his children. Uh, in Genesis chapter 22, verse 1, we see this. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, Abraham, or Abraham, and he said, Behold, here am I. And just for the just for context, this is where God is taking and having Abraham go up with Isaac to offer him up. And God stops him. He doesn't have him kill him, but he wanted to see what was in Abraham's heart. Um, we also know that um, Peter was tempted that he would be tried, you might say, uh, during the crucifixion or during the trial uh, of Christ. And what was he going to do? And Jesus tells him to pray because you're going to be sifted as wheat, that Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. I also think of, of Job, how that Satan came before uh, God and asked, not God brought up the, the idea of Job being a righteous man and, and have you considered him? And it, Satan wasn't even thinking about him until God brought him up. And so we understand that God will try us. He wants his children to grow and we don't grow unless we're tested. And so 
we need to understand that he will bring testing into our lives. But I, I love the, the way it's worded here. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Um, acknowledging that we need to be led of him. And we need to rely on him to deliver us from evil. Back in James, we won't be tempted above that we are able, but he will make a way of escape for us. So um, those are things to remember when we're praying this, that God wants to see us succeed more than what we want to succeed. Um, and then the very last part there that I see, uh, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We need to acknowledge God's authority, God's greatness, if you will, that every kingdom under is under his kingdom. Every authority is under him. Everyone will answer to him. And that is a great comfort to me. Uh, when we look at the world nowadays and see wars, we see manipulations, we see uh, people who abuse uh, children for their own pleasure and, and there's nothing we can do about it. We could stand up and say, that's wrong, that's wicked, but it's very much like it was in the time of Christ. Uh, I think of uh, the the accounts that we have through history of, of Nero and his debauchery and, and Herod and his debauchery, uh, just the, the sick things that they would do to each other. Um, when you go to uh, the, the city of um, Pompeii uh, there in, in, in Italy and just see the way that these people lived and what they were living for, you realize that God is going to judge everything. It's all under his authority. And that's a good thing for us to remember is that he will take care of it all. We don't have to uh, worry if you will, we don't have to worry about everything that is going on that is bad. We just have to make sure that our backyard is taken care of and, and you know, do what you can, but make sure that your life is, is taken care of. Uh, the next thing, uh, he is, he has all power. What does that mean? He has the power of life and death. He has the power to create. Uh, what more do you need? Uh, the power of the atom uh, that that came from his voice. So uh, he has all power and he will receive all glory. And this is something that I love too. He will receive all glory from those that are saved because of his mercy and his love and his grace uh, throughout eternity. He will receive all glory from those that are unsaved for his righteousness and judgment throughout eternity. Uh, I love that uh, he will receive all honor and glory and uh, praise throughout eternity from us all. We ought to learn to start doing it early and praise him with every fiber of our being. So I hope that's a help to you. And until the next time, auf Wiedersehen.